time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Great to have you with us today. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road, serving you worldwide. If you go to the web, however, roadmapfinancial.com, your place to go. Click free consultation at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to meet. Glenn, you know, we were talking at the end of the last episode about, you know, some the technological changes in the financial advisory world, the fact that you're doing a lot more remote meetings and that sort of thing now. And I remember when we first talked back at the beginning of the pandemic or kind of, it, you know, after it had been a few months in and we were starting to kind of theorize and talk about how it'll be interesting to see some of the technological advancements or some of the things that change about our behaviors or the way that businesses do things as a result of the pandemic and things that might stick with us and stay for a little while. Well, I've noticed one of those things, and I think it's going to be here to stay. Uh, We went out to eat. We've been starting to go back out to eat at restaurants. Um, We we mostly are still just kind of eating outside, not going inside, just our, our personal preference at the moment. But also because it's been beautiful outside the last couple of weeks, so it's been been perfect. But uh, they no longer are using paper menus as uh, a result of the pandemic, I guess. They got rid of all paper menus, and they put those little, uh, you know, QR codes, the little, like, square uh, graphics um, that you can scan with your phone. They're, right. they're now putting all of those at the t- on the tables. They're building them into the tables or putting them on little placards. And so when you sit down, they say, scan the code, and you can view your the menu on your phone. And so, boom, you just scan it, and you can scan right through the menu on your phone. It, it might be a PDF version, or it might just be their website. But uh, instead of paper menus, that's sort of what they seem to have adapted to. And even with a lot of the restrictions lifted, a lot of the places have still left that in place. I think it's like a great change, you know. I think they would make a lot of sense for restaurants to not have to deal with paper menus anymore. They can make real-time updates to their menu online or whatever, and, you know, immediately it's implemented at every table, essentially. Kind of a cool little innovation, I think. Yeah, I bet you also that that <laughs> that's a double-edged sword. Unless because, you don't have a smartphone. <laughs> well, you know, or you you don't you, you don't have you know you don't have the, the, the knowledge of how to of how to use the QR code. You know, it's just like okay, well that just looks like a black dot with a, you know so like a yep. square. You know, what do I do with that? You know, so I still think there's going to be some people that need menus, but but uh, but but your points well taken. I mean, I, obviously things yep. are things are shifting very very rapidly, and and. Uh, and so it's it is very interesting. I've I've noticed a number of different things as as you go out. You know, I mean, you you, you see things. I mean, I even even before the pandemic, you know, I, there were a few restaurants where you know, you literally, you know, you they almost had like a smart device sitting there, you know, where you could where you could you know order or you know or even you know pay your you know pay your check, you know, right you know right then and there, you know, and not and not have to wor- you know wait for the uh, you know for the waiter or waitress to you know to come yes. back. You know, it, it's 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 Ch- really it's really fascinating. Chili's has had that for a long time, and I can't believe more restaurants don't have that, where you can basically check out any time and just get up and leave from the table whenever you want to. It seems like such a great, efficient way of having that checkout process you know, go. Instead of they bring you the check, you've got to look it over, make sure it's right, put your card in there, wait for them to come back and get it, and then come back one more time. You know, It's just like, yeah. instead of three exchanges like that, you can just be like whenever you want to in the middle of the meal. You could be like, "Yeah, we're done," and then boom, check out and go. But I guess it doesn't give them the opportunity to ask you if you want dessert at the very end and maybe catch you for a few extra dollars. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
in any event, I thought it was interesting to see that. I will say it's easier to use those QR codes than I thought. I thought you always had to have an app and you'd have to pull up the app and scan it and kind of go through that rigmarole. But apparently, at least on my phone now, you just hover your camera. You don't even have to take a picture of it. The camera just knows that you're looking at a QR code and it immediately then pulls up what you're what it's supposed to pull up. So it did make it relatively easy with only one push of a button to get it pulled up. So I was yeah. it made me a believer. I thought it was kind of kind of a cool way to do it. So in yeah. in any event, I don't know how many new uh, revelations we're going to have on today's episode or new technological advancements we're going to have as we talk about something that's kind of an uh, a stalwart, uh, uh, an old salt if you will, of the uh, financial world, and that's life insurance, going to be our main topic of the day. And really asking the question, do retirees really need to have some sort of life insurance? Because it's really kind of a young man's game, right, Glenn? We get life insurance to take care of our uh, our, our wife, uh, our kids, our spouse, and you know our, our nuclear family, perhaps, when we're young. And when everybody graduates from college and goes about and does their own thing in life, we kind of see that need disappear a little bit. Would you agree that that's sort of the, the main idea around life insurance for most people? Well, I think most people have ha- have had that, ha- you know, have had that thought process, and you know, I mean, that there's been you know, certain elements, you know, in the in the financial world that has kind of directed people in that, you know, to you know, to that thought process, you know, and that and that and that's true for some folks, but it's not as true, you know, for for everyone as is is a lot of what a lot of people think, and you know, and I th- I think those are those are some of the things that we'll talk about, and because I I really do think it's it's really a a, a case specific um, scenario as to whether or not. You know, uh, and you know, life insurance is needed beyond you know the the working years. You know, there's 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 reasons for it and reasons against it. And you know, of course, it's as 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 you well know, Walter. You know, it it depends, right? <laughs> yeah. Because you know, yes. I mean, everybody's situation's a bit different, and everybody's needs are a little bit different. Yep, it's a great point. And so that's some of the the nuances we're going to get into on today's show. Do you really need life insurance as you get older, especially into retirement? So first of all, let's talk about why insurance is just sort of a bad word, Glenn. <laughs> like It evokes bad emotions for some people or it gets made fun of, especially like a life insurance salesman. We've all seen, uh, I think, the, the clip of Ned from uh, Groundhog Day, uh, the movie where you know Ned's <laughs> always coming up and annoying Bill Murray. Um, life insurance is just sort of a, a bad word or a dirty word to people. Why is that the case? Why does it get a bad rap? Well, I mean, I, you know, first of all, I mean, nobody really, I mean, what, what do you have to confront when you, when you start thinking about life insurance, right? I mean, you (laughs) immediately, you know, you have to, you have to look at your mortality, right? right? And that, and that, and that is, you know, that's something that, you know, it's, 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 it's very challenging for, for most people to do. Right. I mean, you know, you'll you'll see that, too, with with, you know, with folks with their estate planning and wills and trusts and things like that. I mean, you know, so many people, you know, put that off or don't, you know, don't deal with that because it's it's not a not a pleasant subject to really think about, you know. But, you know, there's there are there are scenarios where, you know, where, where you know, there are there are folks out there in, in the financial world, you know, show, you know, maybe we call them, you know, financial salespeople, right? Where they're, where they're trying to push and sell particular products. And oftentimes, you know, you know, the, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, you know, any kind of an insurance product, there is always the concern of the question is like, well, what kind of commission is, you know, is, is going to be created out of this? And, and there are, you know, there is the, the element of depending upon how a particular policy might be designed or what particular product might be used, you know, that where, where, where there might be, 
you know, or not might be, there's, 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 there are folks out there that are really, you know, focused on, you know, what is, you know, what is their payday going to be or what is their commission going to be? And so that's, that's a big, that's a big red flag for a lot of folks that, you know, that revolves around, you know, around life insurance. And of course, you know, insurance products are often, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're compared and contrasted with the financial markets and they're in the same, they're in the same realm, but they're not the same, they're not the same thing, you know, and financial, you know, financial products, you know, have a, have a wide, have a wide range of, of uses and implement, you know, implementations. And when you look at investments, they're, they're designed to do certain things and insurance products are designed to do certain things, but they, but they, but they don't really, you know, it's like comparing apples and oranges and, you know, and, and oftentimes you know, they end up getting compared as if they're, is if they're both the same and they're not. And, and so, you know, when you look at, well, you know, well, will life insurance have the possibility of having as great a returns as, you know, as, as say, a, you know, a, you know, an investment in the markets might? Well, probably not. At the same time, you know, investments in the market don't have the same kind of guarantees that, you know, that can exist in, in insurance products. So it becomes this scenario where, where the insurance world and the, and the investment world are kind of at war with each other and, and they're, and they're trying to, you know, to, to gain an edge as to how they, how they appeal to, the you know to the consumer and it becomes a you know a really mixed bag in terms of what people end up believing and how they view things and and it's and uh, you know it's an unfortunate scenario because it, you know there there is there are definite you know places where life insurance makes sense and you know but it's it's not the right fit for everybody and it's and 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 not every single not every single person who needs or or, or you know or, or should consider life insurance should necessarily be considering the same type of insurance as as you know as the next person it's it's really that it's it's really that specialized and that unique to everybody's particular situation. Good point, Glenn, and uh, it, it's unfortunate that it gets a bad rap. But yeah, it's not fun to talk about. But it's one of those things in life we got to suck it up and make sure we're focusing on the important financial topics like life insurance and addressing these things. So I guess where we start is: Do we need it at all? I mean, how do you determine if somebody needs life insurance? Period. Before we get even into the, some of the other nuances. Well, you know, and particularly when we were thinking about, you know, I mean, normally most people think about life insurance as death benefit and, you know, will it, you know, you know, what happens if you, if you, you know, you pass away and like you say, the, the typical thought is, is that, well, if you were, if you're young and you have a, you know, you have a, your, you know, your spouse and family and you're, wor you're worried about, you know, well, gosh, you know, well, you know, well, if, you know, if I passed away early, will my spouse be able to make the mortgage payment? You know, will my kids be able to go to college? You know, will, will there be, you know, a, an income replacement? I mean, those are the typical thoughts, right, about, you know, what, you know, whether or not you should have, you know, life insurance in place, you know, for, for that kind of thing. But, you know, specifically, as we talk about, you know, folks who, you know, who are, who are either transitioning into retirement or in retirement, you know, we still have some, we still have some things that, you know, to consider and think about, right? I mean, we have to, we have to, you know, determine, you know, if you, if you, if one, if one person passes away, you know, in a married couple that's, that's, that's in the retirement years, you know, well, typically what's going to happen is, is that you're going to, at the very least, you're going to have, you're going to have, uh, you know, a loss of part of the income, right? And there, there's going to be one of the two social security checks is going to stop coming. You know, the 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 lower of the two ceases, and the higher of the two, um, you know, benefit checks is 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 what becomes the survivor benefit. There are times when you know there's there's pension income that either it goes completely goes away or gets reduced. 
And then the other piece of it, is, where a lot of people forget, is is that if you go from you know married filing jointly to a single filer, and and you know on your taxes, you end up in a scenario where your deductions have just got cut in half, and your you know in the in the in the in the thresholds about what takes you know how much income takes you into the next tax bracket, that's also got cut in, cut in half. So it's it's a scenario where there might be a need for additional income. Right. And that and that comes into play, you know, with, you know, maybe maybe there is maybe there is a need, you know, and, and maybe it's a maybe it's a great need. Maybe it's a small need, but there may be there may be something lacking there. And that's something that really needs to be addressed and, you know, and thought about, you know, there's 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 other pieces to that. There's you know, you always have to ask the question, you know, is there is there long term care? Is there any kind of hedge or, or protection against long term care, you know, you know, needs and, you know, and potential expenses? And the interesting thing is, is that there are products on the market now that 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 are designed to be able to have that as as a feature within a life insurance policy. You know where you know most people don't like the idea of paying for life insurance, and most people don't like the idea of long term care or paying for long term care insurance. But I've yet to meet anybody who's opposed to having long term care insurance. They're just opposed to you know the the possibility of having to pay for it because it seems so expensive. So there are scenarios where it makes sense to to have the right type of life insurance in place that can kind of you know play you know ha- have your have your money at work in two different ways you know it could serve as a as a as a tax free death benefit it could also act as you know that, that that death benefit can be accessed while you're still alive if you needed long term care and or you know or, or chronic care and and that's a, and that's a that's a really big plus because then you don't have to worry about hey I'm sending all you know these, these premiums to, you know to the insurance company and if and if I don't need it then they're going to keep the money well no and in, in this situation it's either going to go for your care or it's going to go to your heirs you know and your heirs maybe your spouse or your kids or grandkids or whatever but somebody that you care about or yourself is going to is going to receive the benefit and that and that ends up being a, a scenario that that most people don't really realize that that, that exists there in the, in the life insurance products that are on the market today Glenn, I got a uh, a question for you about how not only do we determine is there a need, and then I guess once we figure that out, the next big question is what's the right amount? Because this question could obviously vary greatly depending on somebody's situation, but how do you go about determining that? Because I imagine everybody has kind of different different set standards for what they think is the right amount of insurance, especially when it comes to life insurance. Sure. Well, I mean, Walter, it kind of comes back to those things that we were just talking about, right? If there's an income need, right? Well, how much income will be lost? How much income will be needed to be, you know, recreated, right? Well, if you, if you, you know, you start, you start with those numbers and you say, okay, well, if we need X amount of income, you know, to be replaced, well, then that means, you know, we can do the calculations and we know how, you know, how we could have, you know, a, a death benefit, you know, if we have a lump sum of money, how that can then be positioned in such a way that it can create a, you know, an income stream that, you know, that will be there that will replace that. So, you know, you can kind of back into it by figuring out how much income is, is needed. You can also kind of do the same thing in terms of estimating what you think you might need for long term care. Right. And, you know, or what you potentially might need for long term care. You say, okay, well, you know, maybe it's reasonable to think that I need, you know, X amount of money that that will be there and available. Right. And so then you say, okay, well, 
maybe that's the that's the death benefit that we start with, and then you you know you back into it and you say, okay, well, you know, what is how do I how cre- how do I create a policy that you know that creates that scenario so that so that that's there and that 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 money is going to be is is not going to be lost and just go to the insurance company in the form of premiums. It's actually going to it's actually going to serve you know a, a need that's going to be there that you're going to either like I say pass on to you know to your spouse or to you know to your you know to your kids or grandkids. Or it's going to be there for you know for your care. I mean that those are those are really you know key things to understand that that you know that that the insurance world has evolved over time and and it's become you know there there are products that that, that really serve you know t- you know more than one you know you know outcome and 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 create you know multiple be- sets of benefits and and really when you start when you start thinking about well you know what what am, what is the what are we trying to achieve what is the outcome that we're trying to have well you start looking at you know those those numbers. Is there a, is there a certain amount of income that needs to be created? Is there a certain amount of you know of long term care you know you know risk that 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 we want to try to cover here? You know it, it can also even come to you know a scenario about final expenses, right? You know in terms of you know it's it's sometimes folks you know their investments and their and their and their financial life is kind of tied up and a little bit more complicated, and they want to have you know a small policy in place where that it's like you know if they pass away it's just a very easy thing. That they they take the, they take this policy they you know they 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 send that off with a death certificate and and it comes back right away and then then, then there's the money there to you know to, you know to pay for somebody's you know you know funeral and and, and their final expenses there are a number of different things that, that come into play there and and like I say they can be they can be large death benefits they can be small death benefits they can be specific to you know all the different things that we've talked about but they you know it can also be for tax planning because you know think in terms of it it's just like you know most people realize that you know that the the death benefit you know from you know from the vast majority of you know of uh, of life insurance policy is tax free well you know there are certain situations where folks need to have you know you know some you know some tax free money come into into play in, into their estates in order to help offset other things that that are likely to occur so there's you know it's it's not it's not a good thing it's not a bad thing it's just it's a tool in the toolbox that has you know has a lot of different uses and the question is is you know does your particular situation you know have you know have a need or at least the you know the the possibility of something that should be considered you know and then you can weigh the pros and the cons and you can make the determination is this is this something that that makes sense for you or or not, but but you you don't want to just you know just dismiss it you know out of hand and say well you know that that's for that's for somebody else and you know I, I don't need that anymore, you know without without really doing the analysis because there are situations where it's just like oh I didn't know about that you know and if it's outside of your awareness then you're then you're then you're you're not likely to even consider it. Yeah, it's it's not good if you're then not even going to consider something if you have the need for it. So we've got to make sure that we're having the right kinds of conversations about amounts and how we get to those numbers and, and what's under the hood in, in a couple of ways, I suppose. Are there some strategic uses of life insurance, Glenn, that maybe aren't obvious to some people? Well, yeah, Walter. I mean, I think I think you know those the things that we were just talking about, right? I mean, you know, it's 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 very rare that you talk to somebody and and you know and and you, when you particularly when you know I, I I think one of the one of the biggest things that I that, that comes up in, in conversation and discovery, you know, when I when I'm meeting with folks for the first times, is you know what what do you have in place, you know, for you know for you know for long term care. 
And, you know, the vast majority of folks will, you know, will come back. Well, you know, that's a, that's a concern that we have. I mean, we don't really have anything in place because it's like we've never really found anything that really made sense. And we always kind of felt like it was it was too expensive and, and this and that. But it's like we we realized that, you know, hey, we're exposed. Right. Well, you know, and, and very rarely will it, you know, they have any idea that, that, you, that you can that you can, you know, utilize certain types of life insurance to help hedge those risks. Right. I mean, it, and, and most people don't think about income replacement either, you know, and they don't think about the fact that it's like, you know, once they pass, you know, once one person passes away that, you know, that 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 automatically, the, you know, within the very next year, you know, the surviving spouse is a single filer and, and they're and they're they're in a situation where their income is likely dropped. And they are also in a, in, a, in the in the same position that not only did their income drop, but they're but they're likely going to end up being in a higher tax bracket. I mean, that's something that that most people don't really think about and consider when they're when they're doing their retirement planning. And that's the you know those scenarios are are always a, you know, a conversation as to well how are we going to how are we going to deal with those things because we do need to have some some strategy in place and oftentimes insurance products can you know can play that role they're not always the answer but 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 they're almost always you should be part of the conversation because the vast majority of people don't realize you know what you know they don't know what they don't know and the, 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 you know there are there are benefits. And, you know, and, and, you know, and coverages that that people are just simply unaware of and they don't and, and oftentimes don't realize that, you know, that it's not, you know, most people think of it times of insurance. They think, OK, well, I'm going to pay premiums. And if, if we don't use that insurance, then the insurance company keeps all that money. And there is a good reason for why people kind of think and have that mindset. But that's not necessarily true, particularly when it comes into play with 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 particular types of you know, life insurance, if it's structured properly. Well, Glenn, I guess one more thing I think we should cover would be then the types of life insurance, because we then get into the whole discussion of term life, whole life, and even universal life. And I know that's where it gets confusing for a lot of people. And again, can be one of those moments where it causes people to kind of shut down and, and exit the conversation because that extra layer of complication kinds of uh, kind of comes in. So how easy can we make that to understand? And how does that conversation usually go with your clients? So, you know, a lot of times that has to do with, you know, with, with age, you know, and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and obviously the, you know, when we do the analysis of need, you know, and part of the need is, is how, you know, are there, is there a need for a particular amount of dollars, right? Is, you know, is, is that, is that need, you know, you know, limited to a certain, you know, time frame, you know, is there a scenario where it's like, well, maybe I need more death benefit. You know, um, you know, right now, and you know, and you know, and if you've got if you've got the, the the type of permanent life insurance, either whole life or universal life, you know, or a type of universal life that maybe has the ability to have the the, the death benefit grow over time. We've seen situations where you know you you have you know, you have like a permanent life insurance policy with a term rider, and so then that 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 term rider you know sits there for you know for a number of years, and then you know that term ends. But by the time that term ends, the permanent coverage is there and in place, you know, and it's kind of replaced the term, right? There, there are a number of different scenarios as to determine what's going to be the, the right combination or the right product or the, or, or the right structure of a product. And, you know, it really, it really truly does depend on, on who you are, what are your needs, how old are you, you know, what are we trying to accomplish? And, you know, the, the reason all those different types of insurances are out there is not because one is better than the other. It's just like I say, it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges. I mean, they, they, they do 
two different things. And so the question is, is, you know, what would you, you know, what do you need the, you know, a, a policy to do for you? And then once we, once we kind of determine, is there, is there a need and what is that need? And, you know, and, and, you know, and how, how does that, how does that, you know, come about and how, where are we with that? Well, then that starts to help us determine what's the right, what's the right fit in terms of the type of product and the actual, and the actual company and all of those different types of things. But, you know, you start with, you know, is there a need? If so, what is it? And, you know, and, and then you start, you know, getting the details of that. And then, then it starts making sense as to whether or not you use the term policy or, you know, a whole life policy or a universal or a combination thereof. Well, Glenn, I think this was all helpful, and I know that some folks are going to have questions about this, and so if you do and want to reach out to Glenn to talk a little bit about life insurance, your needs, determining the right amount, the right type for you, um, and, and just some other questions that you may have when it comes to life insurance, this is by no means an exhaustive list of possible questions that you could have, uh, feel free to reach out to Glenn. You can have a, a visit with Glenn one-on-one in the office there in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road, but no matter where you are, you can meet virtually if you'd like. That's easy to do as well. Go to RoadmapFinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule a time to chat. Or you can give a call to 336-291-3535, 336-291-3535. And you can get in touch either way and uh, have your conversation about life insurance and the rest of the elements that go into great financial planning. Glenn, thank you for the help, and we'll talk to you again next week. Fantastic, Walter. Take care now. All right. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Talk to you soon.